Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in AMD and Google. Thank you. All right. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Um, you might have noticed I said that I picked up shares of Google, and that is true. Um, there's a few reasons. Uh, Google has a P&E ratio that is below 20. It's around 19 or so. Uh, and any P&E ratio below 30 for tech, you know, in the, I guess, few years I've been trading uh, is pretty low. And to see one of my favorite companies or, you know, companies of my favorite products, aka YouTube, be below 20 and, and a company of this size, uh, I thought this was a good... Um, time to enter. Uh, so I'm not going all in, of course. Uh, the the shares that I bought on Google are public on datagang.com slash Juni. You can just see like the exact time I did it, why I did it. Um, Google having a P&E ratio below 30, let alone 20, is just one of those reasons. I use YouTube all day, every day. Um, I use it for when I stream. I use it for, but you know, obviously I use Twitch. Uh, but what I, what I mean is like I use music from YouTube when I stream. Um, I watch YouTube all day. I like I have a I have two monitors. One of the monitors is always playing a YouTube video. I'm always like learning something new or watching like uh, like criminal interrogation videos. Like it's crazy. Um, and yeah, it's just, I use it to fall asleep sometimes. I you know watch YouTube as my, my main entertainment. Like when I eat, I have it on all the time. And to be able to pick this up below 20 P&E ratio means that it makes a lot of sense to me. I don't think I would ever envision Google getting down below 10 P&E. But uh, the main scare or the main worry right now is that multiples uh, are going to be shrinking right that's what the most of the experts say and i say that with like air quotes um you know with the rates getting higher companies grow slower Com companies sometimes have to do some layoffs which include you know having some um some of the productivity fall per company and uh if companies are generating less revenue or their margins just um, maybe continue to shrink because they have to start paying people more for the jobs that they do have, or you know maybe they have to pass on some of their um, losses onto the customers. It'll hurt uh, revenue and it will hurt guidance, and you can start seeing um, price to earnings or price to sales ratios um, start to fall. So me going in. Uh, definitely doesn't mean that we're like at some sort of bottom. I don't intend on catching the bottom ever, but it is a point in time to uh, for me to just get my feet wet again. Um, I've done that with AMD already. I think my AMD position is doing pretty solid. Um, I don't have that much in it, um, just relatively speaking. I only have 200 shares of AMD right now compared to what I've had previously of like five, six, seven hundred shares. Um, and then now, um, you know, with this Google purchase, I only have 50 shares. So don't make it, I don't want to seem like, oh, Junie's all in on Google. But um, this is just a testament to, you know, sticking with what you're comfortable with. And price earnings ratio is like one of my favorite metrics to trade by. 
and seeing uh, a price earnings ratio start with a one is like a pretty huge deal for me. And I'm talking about <laughs> obviously a two digit number that starts with a one and not a three digit number um, because we've seen price earnings ratios up at like 102 or 120, 130. That's all been seen. We've seen price earnings ratio of, of 1000, you know, if we're talking about Zoom. But, um, you know, this macro environment, a lot of people are going to be scoping out like what the exact status is of all these companies. Are they going to, are they going to reaffirm numbers? Are they going to guide higher? Like what, what, what is their plan and what, what are they comfortable reporting? Are some people going to or some companies going to uh, revoke some of their previous guidance on the full fiscal year or maybe next year? We'll see. This week will tell a lot um, with all the big companies reporting. Um, and that is also a perfect segue to going to t uh, this week's earnings. This incoming week, I'd say, has the majority of the companies that most people will care about. Uh, this earnings week is going to be the most telling. Um, lots of huge companies are reporting. Let's just jump into it here. Monday, uh, after close, um, there is Discover uh, and Logitech. Before open on Tuesday, there is UPS, GM, and Coca-Cola, as well as Volero, Honeywell, 3M, and JetBlue, and Raytheon Technologies. After close on Tuesday, there's Microsoft, Alphabet slash Google, Visa, Chipotle, Spotify, Texas Instruments, Skechers. Before open on Wednesday, there's Boeing, Waste Management, Hilton, uh, Wingstop, Motor uh, Harley Davidson. After close on Wednesday, there's Meta, Ford, Teladoc, ServiceNow. Before open on Thursday, there's Shopify, McDonald's, Caterpillar, uh, Southwest, Mastercard, Altria, Comcast, and Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse. Suze. Uh, <laughs> after close on Thursday, there's uh, Apple, Amazon, Intel, and Pinterest, as well as T-Mobile. Uh, and then before open on Friday, there's ExxonMobil, Chevron. Abvi, um, and I think, yeah, I think that wraps up the week. All right, uh, I'm gonna quickly just like kind of talk about a few stocks just for earnings this week. Um, the first one that kind of sticks out to me the most is uh, Logitech. So Logitech sells peripherals for your computer, um, namely like webcams. Um, they did really well during the uh, during quarantine and you know the COVID rally, you know remote workers, everyone needs a webcam now. Um, but since the peak um, of their stock price, uh, which was at let me see here one twenty eight, and that was on June eleventh, twenty twenty one. So that, that was last year. Uh, it's been in a very violent decline, um, and now we're at a. I I'd say like we're we're pretty much at a support now. Uh, at least the first support um, at 4462 uh, it's a P&E ratio of 13 and has a dividend yield of 2% so I mean that's really decent I wouldn't necessarily call this like a, a tech tech company I mean they sell hardware so I, I don't know they don't have the same sort of multitudes as like a software as a service company uh, but the fact that they pay a 2% dividend is cool. And the fact that they've been on such a violent decline means that you're really getting the discount at a faster pace. I'm not going to say you're getting a straight up discount, though, because if, if it continues going down, like what good is discount, right? So um, 
I think Logitech is worth looking at. I think its technicals look pretty good, not gonna lie. I can see this as like a huge bait for people that are like just starting to learn stock options, just found out what like puts look like or at what puts do, and they look at this chart and they're like, wow, yeah, I'm gonna buy puts here because it's only been going down. What's the chances of it going up for the first time? This earnings, the earnings that I play, what's the chance of that happening? And they go all in on puts and then they get blown up and then they like quit trading for like two weeks until their next paycheck. And then, you know, it's, it, it's definitely set up to do one of those sort of movements. Um, is it gonna be this time? I'm not sure, but it has been going down pretty violently. And um, I don't know. I, Logitech to me is like the flagship of uh, webcams. If you need a good webcam, I'm always suggesting Logitech. Um, and I, I can't, I can't really, I don't know. I just don't see it really falling much, much more below than uh, pre-pandemic levels. It doesn't make sense. Like it was already doing pretty well um, before the pandemic, and with the pandemic here, I can only see more demand for it. Um, maybe there's a competitor that I'm not aware on. Like maybe there is a webcam brand that's just better, but really the price that you get uh, or the price you pay for the webcam that you get, I don't know, just seems unmatched in my opinion. Uh, Logitech, definitely on the list for me to watch on Monday. All right, um, I kind of missed something. So I, I also said Discover uh, was on Monday. Discover is going to be something cool to look at because you want to see consumer confidence. You know, you want to see how uh, much debt is getting paid. You might see a few like Twitter tweets talking about like how debt is piling up in America at like the consumer level uh, because people are like opting to not pay off their uh, debt fast enough and whatnot. Uh, people are unable to fight inflation so they need to use their credit cards more, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Discover will be a good reference point uh, for reporters to look at and for you to make judgments on. But I think the better number will come from Visa, the one that most people use uh, after it close on Tuesday. So you'll see just how much debt is piling up or if they report on that um, and how much of it might be getting paid off as well as consumer confidence and consumer spending from Visa. Um, another thing that might allude to some consumer confidence is UPS, and they report before open on Tuesday. Uh, packages delivered um, and their margins, aka you know the energy they spend on gas uh, for their uh, cars and whatnot, all of that is very important. Um, for the overall market, if there's more packages in the mail, it means that there's more packages being bought, more packages being sold. Um, and that, that's not just boxes. I'm talking about like literal products. Like if you buy something on, uh, well, I'm derping. Like, I don't know, like Costco or Walmart, you know, you have to ship it with a box with the carrier. Um, and that is a good thing for the economy if more packages are being moved around. Um, if there are less packages, uh, that's a bad thing. Uh, just like how FedEx uh, have previously mentioned that that might be the case. So UPS has a chance to shine here and say that, hey, things are actually not as bad as FedEx predicted. Here are our numbers. Um, or they might reaffirm that FedEx was like, hey, they said it first, don't blame us. You know, this is, this is the new thing. Things are getting slower. Then that, that will be the case. Um, Another um, company that might be of use for you know 
predicting the macro trend might be JetBlue. It's an airline. Um, you know, you want to see are people traveling more? Are people confident enough with their finances to travel more? Um, and uh, etc. Texas Instruments also reports after close on Tuesday, uh, and that might provide a little bit of insight on the uh, just chip demand of semiconductors. Um, Alphabet slash Google also reports on Tuesday. Um, you know, when I bought into Google slash Alphabet last week, um, I wrote in there, you know, I intend on buying more uh, if and when it goes down. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, not getting uh, or going all in prior to the earnings. I think Snapchat, um, with their weak performance last week, um, said a lot. But also just how the market rebounded um, besides uh, Snapchat um, also said a lot, at least to me. So I like that the market's starting to detach away from Snapchat. Um, and if Google slash you know Alphabet slash YouTube um, goes up, shows that ad ad revenue is strong or getting you know is being I don't know sustained at least, then I think that would be a really really good move. Um, I thought that also because I'm going in on my own accord because Alphabet is below 20 P and E ratio and you know it's a service that I use all day and every day, I would feel better even if. Alphabet did miss or loot or go down in price. So I bought in with like basically half of my stack um, that I would normally go in with. So just in the event that it goes down, I'm protected. And on Wednesday before open, um, there's Boeing. There's also Raytheon Technologies before open on Tuesday. And I kind of want to talk about this. Um, usually during times of tension, if you know, you see that um, China might invade Taiwan, the US is gonna back them up and all this stuff, or you know, back up Taiwan. They, you, you might see that defense stocks might start to go up and that's because you know, they build missiles and all that stuff. If you invest into these companies, you're kind of betting on war happening, um, which is kind of why I just, I don't do that. Um, not because my morals are better than yours or anything like that, it's just, I'm a big proponent in just like investing in what you believe in. I'd rather not have the world, you know, resort to missiles. But um, you know, you can also say that it's patriotic to invest into your country and make sure that we're safe. I don't care. I'm just you know kind of throwing that tidbit in there. Um, but uh, sleeper stock for Wednesday includes Wingstop uh, before open on Wednesday, and that's because of their new chicken sandwich. Um, I didn't know that they had a chicken sandwich, which is you know. A red flag in itself but I heard it from my friend group and so I'm probably gonna have it later this week I'll report on how it tastes uh, I'm probably gonna get the atomic chicken sandwich but uh, yeah you could get a Wingstop chicken sandwich in all their flavors and I thought that was really cool um, and the reason why I say it's a sleeper is because there's not a lot of option volume for Wingstop so you know slippage might be high uh, so that's dangerous in itself but that means you know implied volatility might not be baked in. Uh, implied volatility could be pretty low. I mean, especially if Wingstop hasn't been like going whipping up and down as of late. It's been pretty calm. But as soon as you know one one of these companies start like uh, getting like hype, uh, it's kind of different. I'm I'm talking about like Crocs. I'm talking about Skechers. So if you if you eat or bite into this sandwich, it's the best sandwich of your life. Then you know you can vote with your wallet here. Wingstop stock. Let me just let me just see where we're at. 
Oh, what the heckin'? <laughs> Wingstop has a PE ratio of 93, brother. <laughs> Holy moly. Holy, oh, whoa. These wings, these, <laughs> these wings uh, cure cancer. Holy moly. That's insane. I actually have no idea why this is like this. I'm actually just going to save this tab and read up on news later. I'm not going to do it live right now, but holy Wingstop has a P&E ratio of 93.86. That's, that's insane. That's insane. Chipotle is another thing, right? Like I feel like more people eat Chipotle because of the the ease of use. Also, Chipotle reports after close on Tuesday. I love I love Chipotle. I love watching their stock, especially since you know they have such a low float, so they don't have that many shares out in public. So their stock is always expensive. It's always like cool to look at stuff, seeing these stock. Right now, Chipotle is fifteen forty nine. I'm not talking about fifteen dollars forty nine cents. I'm talking about fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, gonna read up on Wingstop later. That's that's crazy. Um, before I open on Thursday, there's Shopify. Um, Shopify, I don't I don't know what to think of it right now. I know that you know Tobias uh, or AK their CEO has talked about like getting making sure that you know betting big on big growth is was a mistake and they want to bring the company into profitability. Like that's a really cool thing for the CEO to say. So I'm just kind of excited to see like what you know what's been happening, what's been done to achieve that. Uh, McDonald's also reports before Thursday. McDonald's is at this point where I think it's a pretty strong buy if you know they just report you know some something like not horrible and they go down. Like that would probably be my dream scenario. That's the reason why I didn't really invest into McDonald's last week because they had earnings this week. Um, but McDonald's looks rock solid right now. Um, but I can definitely see it cooling off just a little bit. Uh, and I just didn't want to get in on a bigger position, like like 100 shares prior to that. I could have done a strategy where like I buy 50 shares kind of like Google. Um, but Google made more sense for me to buy instead of McDonald's because as much as I love McDonald's, I use YouTube way more often than I go to McDonald's. I give... I give all types of revenue to YouTube more than McDonald's. That's that's for sure. So, just went with that instead. McDonald's on my radar for Thursday. Um, after close on Thursday, Amazon is reporting. Amazon's a huge company. Whatever is happening to them, like if their advertising revenue is up, then that's good for advertising in general. If their revenue is up, that's good for businesses in general. If you know Apple's up. That's good for businesses in general, just because they hold such a huge market share in everyone's portfolios and stuff. Everyone's a part of Apple. Um, something unique about Apple this time around, though, is their iPhone 14 production and how it's like been halted already. Um, maybe it's due to lessening demand and stuff. Uh, it's going to be interesting what kind of questions are asked at the end of the earnings after earnings call. Um, you know, it's not often that questions during earnings reports. Uh, at the end of the, yeah, let me let me dial that back. Mo some people just don't know this, so I'm gonna say I'm just gonna relay it. Um, when you listen to an actual earnings call, you know the call where reporters or CEOs um, kind of like talk about the earnings report that's been given 
um, at the end, there's a Q&A section where like people from different companies of reporting firms, investment funds, get to ask the company questions. There are people that ask questions that are really, really, um, let me say, uh, put, they have a lot of potential to manipulate the market. <laughs> Um, and it's always like usually deflected, right? Like it's, it's usually, you know, said in a very P answered in a very PC way that leaves the door open and, uh, you know, doesn't really answer the question. Like that's very typical. Um, but I'd be excited to hear what they have to say about the iPhone, iPhone 14. I, you know, a lot of people, uh, or maybe not a lot of people, but I think that, um, you know, Apple could fall back and just blame it on inflationary woes and that the consumer is, you know, not feeling so good instead of blaming that, you know, maybe the iPhone 14 is not like as innovative as, you know, people would like it to be. Um, there's, there's so many angles to look at it, but that is definitely of Apple news headlines as of late is there, um, less they're cutting off production of their their newest phones are already or, or at least of some model i totally glossed over it because the logo is not as strong as i'd like it to be but uh, meta is reporting after close on wednesday meta has done a huge shift into the metaverse that was a big oof um i i don't know i mean i don't know how to say it i you know i primarily liked Meta, aka Facebook, because of Facebook Marketplace, uh, because of Instagram, um, and all this cool stuff. Uh, but they've been really leaning into the metaverse uh, stuff as of late, um, and I can't imagine it bringing in profits anytime soon. So, you know, with all this like inflationary pressure and you know potential layoffs that are about to happen, is this the right move? We will see. I have no idea, but I can't imagine this being a excellent earnings report, especially since they're like they make money on ads, right? Like that's the famous quote from Zuckerberg in the in the in the huge court court debacle. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if if Meta says, hey, you know, ads are doing okay or they're doing great, then that's great for just you know all everyone that reports on an ad structure and that includes like google and alphabet the, the day before but um yeah meta definitely something to look at i don't i don't know what to expect i actually have no idea meta has been beaten up really hard too so fd's uh, let me see um yeah just a huge huge downtrend they're they're lower than their 2018 low Dang. Yeah, P&E ratio of 10, which sounds like a deal, right? Like if you own Instagram and you own Facebook Marketplace, you own all these things that, you know, I think are, you know, cool. But their company direction is where, you know, it susses you out. And that says so much. Like this is a great example of a company pivoting and being a part of that pivot and choosing with your dollars on how, how much you think it's going to be successful, right? Like I'm not particularly excited for, you know, that direction that they're going in. Like if they really wanted to lean in to like Instagram 
and you know make that more TikToky or something, then maybe I'd be more interested. Or maybe they made Facebook Marketplace, like they polished it up and they made it a different service, or you know something like that. But that's not very innovative. That's very like it's very Web two. It's just another service. It's it's whatever. But yeah, the PE ratio ten here doesn't really entice me like it would if you know AMD had a PE ratio of ten. Or if Google had a PE ratio of ten, it's not the same. Uh, despite you know um, having the metric of PE ratios be the same, the company direction means a lot. Last but not least, uh, I want to talk about Intel. Intel is a pretty cool company led by a really smart CEO. You can tell when you uh, listen to interviews um, that uh, the CEO is very knowledgeable. Uh, it started from the bottom at Intel, rose all the way up, um, similar to like Lisa Sue's story and Lisa Sue's vibe. Like you can tell that he's really passionate about like leading the company. Uh, he's an engineer first, um, CEO second, at least to me. Uh, and I don't know. I think just the poor execution of like all their chips and how they fell behind behind Intel or <laughs> fell behind uh, AMD um, says a lot. Their P and E ratio is below six. Their dividend yield is five point four one percent. That's insane. But I don't know. They're taking a lot of risks with uh, building foundries that you know U.S. companies might not even use, um, or that won't see a profit uh, for quite some time. Or you know, it's just so much to bet on it with the unknown for Intel um, because they're just losing the race for really everything else. Um, their GPUs are not as great. Their CPUs are pretty good, but they're really expensive compared to what you could get with like AMD. So it's an interesting spot. The, the P and E ratio is low. The dividend yield is really high for a tech stock, um, but we'll see. Uh, Intel, if they miss super hard, uh, on Thursday, then it might be more. Um, hmm. it, it, I mean, it just depend on what they miss on, really. But man, how much more can Intel fall? Right, like I was, I was asking myself that when it was like, I don't know, like thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks, and now it's at twenty-six bucks. But now we're at like a support that's had like. Well, it could fall down just like a little bit more, like 10 more percent, and we would be chilling at like supports that we've been at since like 1997. Isn't that crazy? I think that's crazy. Anyway, um, I just wanted to quickly record this one. Um, you know, I just want to say thank you to everyone that uh, is listening uh, to the podcast. It means a lot. Uh, I hope that my, you know, weekly podcast brings some sort of joy in your weekly commute if you have one um, hopefully you're working at home but if you're not i'm here for you um you know these podcasts despite being only like 30 minutes always take about like three times as long as they become for example this one's probably gonna end at i don't know maybe the 30 mark um and this is about like an hour 30 has passed so takes a little bit of time out of my day, but it's something that I do enjoy doing. Um, and you know, as long as 
I'm here, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Um, and for those that listen, really, I appreciate you. Um, always feel free to send me an email with anything that might be happening, um, stock-related, life-related, especially if you're a long-time listener and I know you. Say hi, it doesn't matter. Um, and, yeah, this is definitely a podcast uh, meant for you. Um, I don't make any money on this podcast. I don't have any sort of sponsor or advertisements. Definitely just do this from, I don't know, not from the goodness of my heart, but definitely do it for, you know, for fun. So want to say thank you again, and I'll see everybody next week, um, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash gang, or next week on the podcast. I want to give a extended thank you to my patrons. Uh, that's AG, Arfman, Averillian, Beans J. Kim, Can't Make Money, IRL, Chicken Dinner, Empty Cans, Fancy Wolf, Froggy Fresh Trays, Grandpa95, Jay Z, Inc., Put Laser Reservist, Leo Jetson, Load Skeletor, Maestro XC, uh, Maltman1856, McFly, Mimimet, M. Hayden, Mike D, Mitch Brady, Seven Mods, Mr. Integrity, Pasture Bedtime, Rooster, Rustier, Seneca, Shifty, Slow Motion, Statistically Random, Symmetrix, The Jester, Theta Ray, Upstream Puddle, Vlad TC, and Ensis88. Thank you all, and I'll see you all next week. Bye bye.